The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play Store or on the Apple Podcasts app. You will be so glad you did. One of the things we realize is that Jesus is the most misunderstood person on earth. And so he really does understand like when they were assigning his glorious power from the father as demonic, that was the heightened, most terrible misunderstanding ever to be recorded. It was blasphemous. Mm -hmm. And so he understands what it's like for someone to assign ill motives to you where none exist. Hey there, friend. Thanks for listening to the Compared to Who show. I'm glad you're here. Today, I'm talking to my friend and my literary agent, Mary Demuth. Mary has written 40 plus books, and she is the host of a really cool podcast called Pray Every Day, where quite literally, Mary prays for you every single day. So check out that podcast. I think it's really going to encourage you every single day. But she's written so many books, I can't list them all. That would be an episode in and of itself. But she has a brand new book out on the most misunderstood women of the Bible. And I thought, boy, that whole concept of being misunderstood that's something I think a lot of us can relate to, right? Like we feel like sometimes people just don't get us. And because a lot of us who struggle with body image issues also struggle with approval issues. Oh, is it just me, friend? I think not. You are going to love my conversation with Mary Tamuth. I hope you get a lot out of it. And if you do, tell a friend about it. We're heading into summer. This is when women start to struggle with body image and all those related things. So who do you know that needs to know about this show and needs to know that there is hope for body image freedom? I hope you'll tell them. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Mary Demuth. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Mary Demuth, thank you so much for being on the Compared to show today. Hey, it is so great to be here and I actually really love this show, so it's nice to be on. Aw, thanks. And you're not just saying that because you're my agent, are you, Mary? <laughs> I am not. I actually personally really like this show. Oh, well, thanks. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today about, well, she's one of my favorites. Maybe she is my favorite, Leah. But we're going to mm-hmm. go beyond that because you have a brand new book out called The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible. And I'm trying to pull up your subheading, what 10 biblical women can teach you about trusting God. And I love that. 
because being misunderstood, yikes, like that hits <laughs> us. Those of us, us who, in the feels, <laughs> right? Well, those of us who struggle in this arena, we want to be approved of, right? Mm-hmm. Which is part mm-hmm. of the reason why we struggle in this arena. We want others to think well of us. So being misunderstood is kind of like stepping on our oxygen line, right? <laughs> That's a really nice way of saying it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so Mary, have you ever felt misunderstood? Never. Cause I'm a Jesus follower and I'm perfectly <laughs> content at all times. Um, yes, of course. I've been misunderstood so many times and there was an instance about four years ago where I had a friendship that went awry and it was all based on a misunderstanding and it was so painful that I felt like it was important that I talk about this idea of being misunderstood and how to navigate it. And then at the same time, I was reading the Bible rapidly. So just in two months and three months spurts, and I was looking at some of these women that I'd heard about all these years, even though I've read about them before in the Bible, for whatever reason, when I went through the Bible rapidly, I realized a lot of these women had been misunderstood or misinterpreted Mm. by pastors or by messages that I had heard. And so I wanted to know, maybe were they misunderstood in their context as well? And so I combined those two ideas. So, and I put on my fiction hat. So it's a really interesting, different kind of book. It's um, these 10 fiction stories, highly based on the actual scripture text and research, and then um, unpacking those 10 stories for you who have been walking through the valley of misunderstanding. Yeah. I love that. You know, I used to have a, it was a chalkboard and I never erased it and wrote anything else on it, which is what it was for. But I had written on it one time, be content to be misunderstood. Mm. And that was the message that sat on my desk forever because that was just so hard for me. And I love how you looked at these women. So I'm going to just rattle off your, your list of misunderstandings here. This is directly from Mary's new book. So Eve, oh, poor Eve, bears <laughs> the wrath of the entire human race. Hagar and I, Hagar and I got to know each other as I was helping my friend write a book on Ishmael mm-hmm. <laughs> last year, but Hagar is relegated to second tier insignificance. Leah's weak eyed heartache is dismissed rather than explored. Rahab is remembered as Rahab, the harlot. Oh yeah. I don't think I ever hear her name without the harlot. Rahab, right? the lady. She's right? not. Rahab. Or just Rahab. Right. No, you're so right. Rahab, the harlot, diminishing her audacious faith. Naomi. Yep. Naomi, the bitter one in the book of Ruth becomes a depressed flashback. Bathsheba has been preached about as a seductress, seldom taking into account the dynamics of power and kingship. And then Tamar's horrific story of her rape in second Samuel is rushed through or never highlighted. And then the Proverbs 31 woman, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I wrote in, a, I don't know, I may have left it in the burden of better that like, I hated reading Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. because it just made me feel so guilty and less than, but you say the Proverbs 31 woman has been retrofitted to fit various cultural norms without dealing honestly with the text or in the context of which the chapter is written. And then Mary of Magdala and Phoebe, like there's so many good stories in this book. And I really enjoyed reading it, but I want to talk about Leah. Let's do it. Let's do it. What'd you learn about Leah? 
Well, you know, you come to that story and you, you feel bad right away, first of all, because she is supposed to be married first and she is married first through trickery and nobody wants to get married through trickery. Right. <laughs> Last I checked, that's not on the wedding registry. No. I want to get married by trickery. <laughs> trickery. No. And, you know, of course her husband would have resented her. It was not her fault. She was forced by her father to do this. Right. And then to live in the shadow of the one who was so much more quote unquote beautiful and she was basically relegated to that second place in the relationship. And, and because of her weak eyes, or she just wasn't as pretty as Rachel. And, you know, there's various commentaries about what those weak eyes mean. Um, and they're, they're not necessarily all connotations of beauty. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, nonetheless, she was not as loved. And so what I love about her is that she is faithful to God throughout her life. And you see the progression of her faith in the naming of her sons. And you see her fidelity to God and you see her just her inner strength. And she is a patron saint of those of us who have been misunderstood in our humanity. Right. And yet we still keep taking the next right step. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, will you go through that? I've, I've talked about the story of her naming of the sons before on the show, but it's been a while, probably a year or more. So will you walk us through the progression to Judah? Hey friend, are you sick and tired of stressing over your body? Are you to the point where you are ready to do something? Okay, you've tried all the diets, you've tried all the wellness programs, you've tried all the exercise programs, and you still aren't comfortable in your own skin. My friend, we need to work together. Now, let me be clear, this isn't a magic pill you're going to take. It's not another diet. But in my group coaching sessions, I try to put you on a path to freedom that you can continue to walk for the rest of your life. We have such a great time in group coaching. I bring women together and hopefully in a lot of cases, they've been able to stay friends after the group sessions are over. So you leave group coaching, not with just with a renewed sense of who you are in Christ and how to overcome your body image issues, but also with friends to walk along beside you as you continue to walk this path going forward. I hope you'll consider group coaching. If you want to know more, go to compare and go to the coaching tab and you can find out all about it. Sessions start in September. So sign up soon. I know it's going to fill up. So head on over to compare look for the coaching tab and sign up today. I'm excited for the chance to work with you. So here's her journey. So she started with Reuben and his name means behold a son, then Simeon to hear. And you can just kind of hear her longing in each of these. So behold a son, maybe Jacob will love me right. because I finally, I've done something that um, Rachel cannot do right. uh, to hear Simeon. Perhaps God has heard that I was unloved because she was, it was said that she was unloved. Right. Levi means joined. Perhaps now that there are three sons, Jacob will connect with me. Yeah. And then we have the kind of this pivotal turning point to Judah praise. Now I will choose to praise the Lord. Then Issachar higher. God has paid me back favorably. 
because of my distress. Zebulun is to dwell. I have a place in this family. Dinah means judge. I have been judged fairly. Mm -hmm. So you just see this like movement of her progression of, I really, I'm really sad and I really want to be noticed and I'm very misunderstood to God sees me. He understands me. He loves me. And I'm going to choose to praise him. And that to me is a, that's kind of a journey that all of us need to take. Absolutely. Well, and, and as I've talked about this before, you know, from our cultural standpoint, right? Like her biggest problem to us as Americans, or even, you know, really globally, this is a problem, right? Is we look and we're like, oh, poor girl. She wasn't as beautiful as her sister, Mm -hmm. but in their context, right? Like I'm, I know that was an issue, but the fertility side of things Mm -hmm. was, was a, bigger way to derive worth than even the beauty side of things. And so thinking about poor Leah, like she must've thought, okay, finally, like to put it in, you know, our culture terms, <laughs> like finally I'm hot enough. right? <laughs> like yeah. I have arrived, I've reached my goal weight or whatever your mm-hmm. deal is. She had to have been thinking like, finally, and then it didn't work. And then the next one, finally, and then it didn't work. And then, I mean, you know, and and I think anyone who's ever like gone on a diet or done something severe to try to change their body and gotten to that point and been like, yes, finally I'm here. And then kind of felt the letdown a couple weeks later or a couple months later of, oh, well, that didn't fix it. (laughs) I'm not forever and ever whole now. I mean, we can learn so much from Leah's story. And then, and the Judah line, I just, I want to bring that one out again because Judah is now I can praise the Lord, right? Ah, oh, I don't know. It's her story. I, I just love it. I was talking today on a, on a radio station about her, about Leah again, and just this idea that in our culture, we are relegated to second place, the older we get and or third place or 10th place or no consolation prize, you know, (laughs) back of the line. Um, And so I've been having this like longing or this desire to have a beautiful soul Mm. and to have a beautiful soul is to be like Leah. It's to realize that our eternal occupation in heaven will be to praise God. It'll be to worship. And so what am I doing today to prepare for my eternal job? Well, I should be worshiping. I should be declaring the greatness of God and to have a beautiful, beautiful soul is to elevate the one who is beautiful, more beautiful than anything I've ever encountered in my life. And when I move from self condemnation, which is very typical for me to proclamation of the greatness of God. There's a shift that happens in my mindset of I'm less concerned about how I look and more concerned about the reputation of God in the world. And that's a huge shift. Absolutely. Whose beauty matters more, right? And whose beauty am I really looking for and trying to find, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Looking for God's beauty will never leave us lacking. Well, I, I read a quote this morning on Instagram and it was just ironic timing since I knew we were having this conversation today. And it said, if your authentic self has been chronically misunderstood, mm. I saw your word, <laughs> you might rely on your body as a more direct path to validation. 
uh, <laughs> it's so good? true. Oh yeah. my gosh. Very good. Yeah. I mean, so I think this is so relevant for those of us with body image issues, understanding what it means to be misunderstood. So can we talk Proverbs 31? We can, we can jump on to P31. Um, the first thing to remember is that this passage is for men, not for women. The well, primary you, audience. <laughs> you blew someone's mind right there. <laughs> I know the primary audience is men. It's a, it's a mom telling her son, these are the qualities of a wife I want you to look for. And so we're not even really the intended audience, but we have taken it as if we are, as if there's some sort of measuring stick that we have to compare ourselves to. This is a mom saying, these are some of the qualities. And so when she's describing this kind of day in the life of, it's not really a day in the life of, it's like a missionary biography. Mm. If you ever grew up reading those, it was like all these amazing highlights. The person Mm. was practically Jesus. They never (laughs) had to go to the bathroom. They never had a bad hair day. They always shared the Lord all the time. And, and it was all highlight the highlight reel, Mm -hmm. um, only to find out in real missionary biographies that they yelled at their spouse and they were, (laughs) you know, crabby and all that kind of stuff. But this is her highlight reel. This is her epithet on her tombstone. This is her, you know, her obituary. This is all the things that she accomplished during her life and taken that way. All of us look like P31, because if you take all the things that we've done, they look pretty impressive if they're squished together like that. And so we don't need to look at her as some sort of bastion of Christian womanhood. We just, she's just someone that did some stuff in her life and now it's all been condensed into one little part. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Someone's mind is, is blown. I mean, (laughs) uh, the number of talks, sermons, Yes. (laughs) how to be the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, which one was your favorite Mary? You know, I think there's so many of them. I I love them all, but so it's like choosing my favorite child. Um, (laughs) I would say, I end the book with Phoebe and nobody knows who she is, which makes her misunderstood anyway, Mm -hmm. but she's, she is purported to by most scholars or by many scholars to be the person who brought the book of Romans to Rome. And there's just some moxie there, you know, Mm -hmm. of, of the audaciousness of that journey. First of all, it's not an easy journey. It's by foot and by sea and by foot again, uh, it's dangerous And when you have, when you're mentioned at the end of a letter, that typically means you're the transporter of the letter. But in that time, um, people who brought the letter had to know the letter so well, most likely memorized it. But not only that, they would have had to know the inflection of the one who wrote it. Mm -hmm. So Phoebe would have had to have spent a lot of time with Paul to understand when he was going to raise his voice and lower his voice, emphasize a point, de-emphasize a point. And so she basically elocuted this letter to these group of Christians in Rome. And that to me is just amazing. Think about if she had, if she hadn't now, again, we don't know for sure, Mm -hmm. but it's, there's pretty strong scholarship that says she did. What if she hadn't, we wouldn't have the book of Romans. Like this is big. And Paul had entrusted her. She was a deaconess. Um, She was probably independently wealthy. She was a pagan who had become a Christian Mm. And he had entrusted this person with this precious, precious, amazing testament of the beauty of the gospel to bring it to a needy church. Like that just blows me away. Yeah. 
yeah. girl power. That's all I have yeah, to say. I don't, I mean, I don't think I knew that story. So I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, what? Who is this person? Well, you're going to have to get Mary's book and find <laughs> out more. So what do we do for misunderstood? We cry. I mean, that's part of it. Um, I, I won't sugarcoat it. It's one of the most painful things I've been through is when I walk through that valley of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find the people who love us and who are safe and secure. And we, we process with them. We pray. One of the things we realize is that Jesus is the most misunderstood person on earth. And so he really does understand like when they were assigning his glorious power from the father as demonic, mm-hmm. that was the heightened, most terrible misunderstanding ever to be recorded. It was blasphemous. Mm -hmm. And so he understands what it's like for someone to assign ill motives to you where none exist. Um, And so that's where I have to go as I just have this kinship with Jesus when I'm misunderstood. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I know my first reaction when misunderstood And this comes like from my politics days, right? Yeah. I've got to fix it. Like, okay. The spin is wrong. Here's what you really (laughs) need to know about must be PR. (laughs) Right. Or like, if you don't think I'm nice, I'll show you how nice I can be. Look at how nice I am. (laughs) Right. And then like, I can even go like a second step because I can assume that you have misunderstood me without actually even knowing that you've misunderstood me. (laughs) And I can compensate like whatever way I think you're criticizing me. I can come up with a way to address that criticism without even hearing the criticism from you. I mean, there's so many crazy ways that we try to fix it ourselves because it's uncomfortable to be misunderstood, isn't it? It is. I actually have a question for you because this has happened to me many times. Like, um, has your husband ever asked you, what's it like inside your head? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that he's actually asked me that because I self-disclose like, okay. (laughs) In case you were wondering. (laughs) Right. And then it's so unfathomable. Is it unfathomable or infathomable? It's one of those (laughs) in or on, but it's, it's hard to understand how his head could be so so clear such a peaceful, peaceful. track the train <laughs> just <Compartment>. runs yes <laughs> like oh, what is that like but uh yeah yeah it's it's hard it's uncomfortable to be misunderstood and I do think as I work with coaching clients and as I talk to women about body image stuff like that's part of it you know it, like there's the there's the lie from diet culture that tells us there's like this skinny beautiful person inside of us just like waiting to come out like a butterfly inside a cocoon and as soon as you can get to the perfect weight then the butterfly will emerge and your problems will all flit away magically be solved <laughs> right i would say that um when we're walking through misunderstanding, I think one of the bigger misunderstandings that we have is of ourself and of our worth and who we are in Christ. And I am, I'm going to raise my hand as totally guilty of this, especially when it comes to body image that I have done exactly what you've said, where I thought if only Mm -hmm. this would happen. And then the, if only happens, Mm -hmm. and I'm still stuck with those bad patterns of thought and I, one of the things that's helpful in this book is looking at these women as not as characters in a book, but as living, breathing human beings 
who also had these kinds of issues as well. And many of them faithfully walk through it without micromanaging their reputation, without becoming their own PR manager. Mm -hmm. And God bless them. There is a redemptive thread in every single story. Mm -hmm. And there's a redemptive thread in ours. And you know what? I just don't picture God in heaven, you know, tisking like, well... I'd love her more if she lost 10 pounds. I just can't (laughs) see it. It doesn't exist. We would like ourselves more if we lost 10 pounds. But like you said, the cycle will be this, um, this swirling, you know, circling the drain of more bad thoughts. Yeah. I don't even know if that's true that we would like ourselves more if we lost 10 pounds. We think we would. Yeah. Right. But then you get there and it's like, well, probably five more would be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, or now I need to tone up or now I yeah. need better hair or whatever. I've got I mean, wrinkles around my eyes. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Aging is real. <laughs> it's so, so real. real. Yes. Uh, more coming on that. <laughs> share. Oh, but, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what, what do you think God was trying to teach you? while you wrote this book, because I think that's the journey most of us who write are on. (laughs) Yes, that I could live in a world where someone misunderstood me or many someone's misunderstood me and still be okay. And, um, and not have to go back and try to say, no, 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 wait. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Cause of course that just makes me look more guilty, even if I'm not. And, um, it also is a discipline to trust the Holy spirit, to be my defender. And that to me is very helpful. Now I I say that to say, this is why we need the Holy spirit, because there are moments in our lives where he says, defend yourself. He Mm -hmm. says, tell the truth that sometimes happens. And sometimes he says, be quiet. There's no like, okay, here's the exact formula that you have to walk through when you're misunderstood. There's a a wide variety of nuance there. And that's why it's so important that we stay very close to the spirit and hear his voice. Cause sometimes he'll say different stuff at different times. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's not always that you can't defend yourself. It's Mm -hmm. just, you have to do that. with the Holy Spirit's informed consent, (laughs) right? (laughs) Oh boy, Mary, I've done that so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I have too. Uh, uh, Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today and talking to us about these misunderstood women. You're still podcasting like every single day, aren't you? Yes, I am. And my voice is tired, but I do have the pray every day show every, and that's, that's what it is. I pray every day, according to scripture for you. <laughs> I love it. And tell everyone where they can connect with you, Mary. It's, um, at marydemuth.com. And if you go to marydemuth.com slash misunderstood, you can get a whole bunch of truths and 17 proclamations, 64 truths, 17 proclamations for when you're walking through misunderstanding. Wow. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot of truth. <laughs> a and a lot of, yeah. I was like, I'm trying to remember. And it adds up to a funny little number. So, yeah. oh, that's awesome. And your book misunderstood women of the Bible the most, did I just totally butcher the title of that? It's the close. most misunderstood women yes. of the Bible. Uh, that's available everywhere. Books are sold. I know. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks. It's been a delight. Thank you for um, asking great questions. And um, thanks for all the work that you're doing with uh, coaching women toward body positivity and joy, because it's, it's working, it's helping, and I need it too. Oh, thanks, Mary. I appreciate that.
Thank you for listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.